Hi, my name is Sia, and welcome to Anything and Everything in Science. There are over two million parts of the eye, the organs that allow us to see. They are one of the senses that help us with sensation and perception. When we see sense light, there is a multi-step process that leads to perception. First, light enters the eye through the cornea. Light reflects off what we are viewing and enters through the cornea, which bends the light and passes it through to the aqueous humor. Next, light travels through the pupil, an opening in the center of the iris. The pupil expands and contracts depending on the intensity of light. This is because the iris has muscles that expand or contract to adjust pupil size according to stimuli. Then, light passes to the lens, which bends to accommodate light and focus the image. When light moves from the lens to the retina, the image is upside down. After this, the light reaches the retina. Most of the light entering the retina is focused on the macula or the focal point. The retina uses photoreceptors to transduce the electrical impulses. There are two photoreceptors, rods and cones. Rods are responsible for scotopic vision. This is the vision at low light levels. They have low spatial ability and are not involved in color vision. Cones are responsible for photopic vision. They work at higher light levels and have high spatial acuity. They aid color vision. The fovea is a small depression in the retina. This is where we have the highest visual acuity because it is populated by just cones. Next, the nerves in the retina and bipolar cells collect and transport these photoreceptors to the ganglion cells. The ganglion cells make up the optic nerve, which then goes to the thalamus. The thalamus roots this to the occipital lobe, which is at the back of the brain. So this is how we see things. But there are several things that are important to consider when looking at sensation and perception in general. First, as humans, we have selective attention and selective inattention. Selective attention is when our conscious awareness is focused on a particular stimulus. Selective inattention, when looking at vision, includes inattentional blindness, change blindness, choice blindness, and the pop-out phenomena. Inattentional blindness is when you fail to see visible objects because our selective attention is elsewhere. Change blindness is when we don't notice visible changes. Choice blindness is when we don't notice a change in preferred choice. For instance, if you order an eggshell dishwasher and a cream-colored one is delivered, you might not notice the change in spite of thinking you had a preference between the two. The pop-out phenomena is when a stimulus is powerful enough to demand our attention. We also have thresholds for sensation and perception. Our absolute threshold is the minimum stimulation that we need to detect a stimulus 50% of the time. For vision, an example of this is a candle flame 30 miles away. The difference threshold is the minimum difference between stimuli that is needed for us to detect the difference between them 50% of the time. This is commonly associated with Weber's law or the Weber-Fechner law. To be perceived, two stimuli must differ by a constant minimum percentage. Thus, vision is a complicated process. There is a lot more that goes on than we are aware of. If you would like to pursue a career concerning vision, you could become an optician, an optometrist, an ophthalmologist, or a paraoptometric. If you would like to learn more about vision and how it works, you could read Eye in the Brain, the Psychology of Seeing by Richard L. Gregory, Anatomy of the Human Eye by Lisa A. Ostrin, Eye, How It Works by David McCauley, and a fun illustrated edition, What My Eye Doctor Sees by Eric Harris. 
That's it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Anything and Everything Inside.